0: in it and uh Graydon, um, are um family to me um you know, uh, my parents are besties with them. And so I've grown up with them um, like an auntie and uncle. And um, my best friend is actually their son, Sam. And we had one of their other sons here um, a few weeks ago, Pete Harvey, who led us in worship. And we've just done so much life together. Um, I was dedicated together with Sam as, as babies at this tighter Anglican church in, in Wellington. Like, we, we've just been in and out of each other's lives. And um, I just love these guys. Um, they're just people who just love the Holy Spirit, they've been in faithful in ministry for many, many years, and they're still um, in ministry. Uh-huh. Uh, they thought they were retired, but they're still doing it. Yeah, they've come back, yeah, round two. And uh, they're just, they're people who love the church, and they love God, and um, they've just got great hearts for things. So Father, I just pray uh, your blessing on uh, on my, my family here, on it. On uh, I pray, Lord, uh, that you would inspire her and fill her with your spirit, Lord. Uh, she is a person who loves you, Holy Spirit, and would she be a conduit of your grace this morning, in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, thanks, Nick.
1: Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's really lovely to be here this morning, actually, and so lovely to hear the plans of a new church. Um, yeah, just be encouraged and keep pressing on to, to, to hear what the Father's saying. Um, As I was um, thinking this morning, I was thinking about what a lot of churches are actually going through, and that's we're all going through the same thing, and it comes back to our own personal relationship with Jesus, and uh, we had someone a few weeks ago speaking to us, encouraging us to keeping that fire of God burning in our hearts, and one of the things she said, you know, let's learn from one another how the flame of God was ignited in our life, how it was sustained, and how never to let it go out. And um, I think of that scripture, um, it says in Leviticus, uh, Meanwhile, the fire on the altar must be kept burning. It must never go out. each morning, the priest will add fresh wood to the fire, arrange the burnt offering on it, and he will then burn the fat of the peace offerings on it. And that we are priests, we are all priests of Jesus. And we're to keep that fire going. And you know when I wake up in the morning, pull the curtains and our neighbour has got a fire going. And I see the smoke going up and it's keeping reminding me that I'm to keep the fire of God alive in my life. And through these times we've got to keep that, our own fire of God going in our lives. No matter what anybody else is doing or saying or whatever, keep fellowshipping, keep coming together. So Nick asked me to speak on one of my favorite topics <laughs> um, about the gift of tongues, and I actually love what Chrissy said this morning that um, we've got to we've got to keep doing this. we got to keep, we we know about some of these things, but we've got to keep doing it in our own lives to keep it alive. And so um, this gift has been really precious to me. It was actually foundational when I, became, when I came to know Jesus. And so I thought we'd just firstly look at some scriptures um, so we get that foundation on, on there. So the first one is about um, what Jesus, uh, Jesus said to his disciples when he appeared to them just after the resurrection. Pretty hard when you've got to deal with all these but these are his words, and I won't read all the scriptures because you can. And he says there that they'll speak with new tongues. These are his words that will speak with new tongues. We'll pick up serpents, and if they drink any deadly poison, it will not harm them. They'll lay hands on the sick, and they'll recover. This is this is what we're going to be doing. This is what we're called to do. And then in Acts two we see uh, the fulfilment of those words when God poured out his spirit and he said, you know, that, that tongues that look like fire appeared onto them distributing themselves and a tongue rested on each one of them imagine that imagine this morning looking around and seeing a tongue of fire, which is actually what happened a tongue of fire on you there's tongues of fire and then they were manifested through the speaking of tongues, so God is still pouring out his spirit. He's still pouring out his spirit on us. It's an ever-flowing stream. It's a river. It's a river that is being poured out. And he's always calling us to come and drink from it, to get into it, to get in that flow, that we might be an overflow. We want to be an overflow. People will know us because we've got an overflow of the Holy Spirit coming out of us. We won't have to say too much. I believe people are going to see Jesus in us. Uh, So I thought I'd just quickly just share uh, my background, my testimony, because I think it's always important to share when Jesus came into your life and what he did and how he changed it. And he changed my life dramatically. And and I think that also it gives you an understanding of of who I am and, and where I am today. So there's a photo here that I'll get you put up, and this actually shows my me as a little young little young girl. Look at me there, <laughs> um, and it's you know the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. His faithfulness to all generations. And I love this picture, I found it recently because it shows my, um, my nana in the middle and she's from the Hebrides out in Scotland and she was a strong Christian believer. She lived next door to us when I was growing up. Um, and I can only remember nana reading the Bible with a magnifying glass and speaking Gaelic. Gaelic was her first language, English was her second. But that, I, you know, I now really appreciate how much my nana loved Jesus and next door is my dad. My dad um, served in World War II and he, reco- he recounted to me how one morning he was having breakfast with his friends and the next minute the army uh, they were attacked and his friends died. He was living and they died. That, that's what happened in the war. And he said he couldn't believe that he was still alive. But he got down on his knees and as best he knew how, he asked, he gave his life to Jesus Christ. He surrendered his life. And he was a wonderful, godly man and a great influence on my life. And then there's my mum, who, of course, was influenced by my grandmother. So she was a Christian. There's my younger brother, Graham, who lives in Australia. He's a Christian. And my older brother, who was also a Christian but tragically died. But um, So I grew up in a wonderful Christian home and a lot of love. Went to church, Sunday school, had the privilege of all that, youth group. And then when I was 17, I did my nursing training, and I um, left the nest. It's a bit of a dangerous thing when you leave the nest. (laughs) So then I was encountering alcohol, drugs, relationships, and, um, yeah, there was no alcohol in my family because Dad, his father had been, they called him a heavy whiskey drinker. He was actually an alcoholic. He didn't want that in his family. So I was exposed to all that and I did my nursing training and I won't go into details of what what happened there but you can all work that out. (laughs) And so um, I went overseas after I'd done my training and I was um, nursing over there and I was holiday in Greece and I got a phone call from Interpol. These days you probably won't know what Interpol is but um, I got a, a phone call and they said that my mother had tragically died and she had tragically died. She'd taken her life. And for me, at that stage you know, of my life, that was um, mental illnesses and things that perhaps people talked about so much back then. It was just an incredible shock to me. I had no idea. I think we think we're going to work out our life and that's, you know, we've got a little plan going on, but that wasn't. So I was reeling, really, what happens when someone dies? Where are they? There were a lot of questions for me and also what was my life like, so God really, yeah, really touched me at that time, I had a lot of questions, and so I went straight back home to my father, Um, there's another picture of dad who just embraced me, and do you know what, that is what the heavenly father always does, he's, today he embraced us. He is always running towards us and embracing us, and that's what my dad did. He ran towards me and he embraced me. I've been this way, wayward daughter, really, in a way, but he embraced me and welcomed me home, and God is always doing that. I am never ceased to amaze how much he keeps running towards us, running towards us and embracing us because he loves us. And so I was incredibly open to God at that point in time and I went to a Christian conference with my dad and um, I met a guy there who the last time I'd seen he'd been absolutely out of his head on drugs and uh, he was a totally different guy. So <laughs> I thought, what the heck, you know, what's happened to him? And he told me how he became a Christian and I could see that when someone has Jesus in their life we'd see a transformation and he was transformed so he invited me along to his little church, and um, I went along, and I saw a lot of young people having a wonderful time. I'd been brought up in the Presbyterian church, and I don't want to denigrate the, the Presbyterian church, but I, but I hadn't seen life, I hadn't seen the Holy Spirit, and I saw it in those young people. And the pastor afterwards came and talked to me and said, where was I at with, with, with God, and I knew God, but I didn't actually know that you could know Him. So Pastor John Christie led me in a lovely prayer to invite Jesus into my heart, and I did. And I'm, I'm forever grateful. Aren't we always grateful to the person who was bold enough to share their walk? You know how they came to know Jesus, and that's what He's asking us to keep doing. That we are those people to keep you know to to be prepared to share the gospel with people, and at the same time they prayed for me for the Holy Spirit to come on me and to be filled with it and I had i well I wanted everything i'd seen you know when you see a lot of life and people you you 're wanting what they want I wanted what they wanted what they had and um so there's that lovely scripture about how the Holy Spirit um, comes on us and empowers us. So they pra- prayed for me, for the, for the Spirit of God to come on me and to be filled. And I felt power, waves of power going through my body. Power, power, and, and love. It's, that's what God, this, this Spirit is love. It's the love of God that comes on us. And I remember just saying... I, I believe that, God, you raised Jesus from the dead. I I do not doubt that God could do that because of this power that was going through me. And so my life that day was totally transformed. And at the same time, I heard these people speaking in tongues. And I hadn't didn't even know what that was. But I went home that night, and I lay down on my bed. I thought, you not only get touched by this amazing God, but he... he He gives you this language. And so I just lay on my bed, and I just said, Lord, I want that. And so I just started speaking in tongues. And I probably never stopped. (laughs) But so it was very, why I want to say that is because that was incredibly foundational to my walk in the Lord. And I guess that's that whole thing that we can hear about things, but we've got to, uh, you yield your tongue to the spirit of God, and that's what I did that day, and I'm, I'm incredibly th- grateful that God comes and just comes into our lives, and, and we surrender, and he takes them and he puts, gives us this wonderful journey that we go on, that he has a will, he has a will for each of your lives, and he wants you to come into that will. And as I thought about the gift of tongues, um, I was thinking about the power of the tongue and I was recently reading a book by Derek Prince and he, is, it's called um, Does Your Tongue Need Healing? And yes, my tongue needs healing. I think if I went around this room and I would ask you what are the words that have divided families and caused... Uh, breakups and relationship breakdowns the power of words is incredible like what I speak out this morning has power to build up or to rip down like God has put this, given us this, this mouthpiece I understand now why he would want to give us tongues he wants want to take hold of our tongues because of what our tongues can do And so, um, as I was reading this book, I was uh, challenged by what the Bible says about our tongue, because there are many, many scriptures about what the Bible says about our tongue and what it can do and how it can bless, Um, and yeah, there's just some of the scriptures there that um, One who opened wide, his lips comes to ruin. A soothing tongue is a tree of life, but perversion in it crushes the spirit. Next one. Um, Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Death and life, death and life are in the power of your tongue. Death. Death. In life, when I asked Jesus Christ into my life, the power of those words I entered life that's what that, that prayer did my heart was changed, I entered life, I now have eternal life in me, everlasting life that is the power of the word and so there's no um, area really in our personality more rel- more directly related to our total well-being than the mouth and our tongue. And we can't really have good lives if we don't learn to control our tongues on our lips. If you want to guard your soul, you must guard your lips. And the state of your tongue is a sure guide to your spiritual condition. Can you believe that? It's a guide to your actual spiritual condition. So there's this inescapable connection between the state of our heart and the state of our mouth. And in this book, Derek Prince gives this example of how he was working in a hospital, it was in World War II, and he would go, he would go around with the doctor and they would you know, ask the patient, how are you? The doctor would say, you know, how are you? And they say, oh yeah, I'm doing all right. And then he'd say, show me your tongue. And from the, seeing the tongue, he could see what the state of their actual health was. And I know myself, I was in hospital once, and the same thing happened to me. And he, I said, yeah, I'm feeling quite good now. He said, I'll poke out your tongue. I was incredibly dehydrated. And it, he might straight away, you put fluids on, do this, do that. See, there's this correlation between what's happening with our tongue And our whole well-being. And I wondered, you know, does God do much the same with us? Like, does he ask you, how are you today? But the next thing he might say metaphorically is that, show me your tongue. I'm constantly challenged by that. And not only that, he says that we're going to give an account of our words we, we're going to give an account of those words that were said. So there's so much power that comes from our tongue. And yes, my tongue needs healing. And I'd say that all of your tongues need healing as well. And so I just want to read something now from um, Derek Prince's book. Um, because when I read it, I realised the incredible correlation. ...of our tongues and the gift of tongues that God did on that day of Pentecost. Keep my eye on the time here. (laughs) But I ask you to check the use of your tongue. Remember, the only reason you have a tongue is to glorify God. Every use of your tongue that does not glorify God is a misuse... I do not believe that there is one of us that could honestly say that we've always used our tongues for the glory of God. Therefore, we must acknowledge the truth of Paul's statement that we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. If this is not true in any other area, then it is true in the area of our tongues. I love this part. Two different kinds of fire met on the human tongue. First, there is a fire from hell that inflames the tongue of the natural, unregenerate, sinful man. Jesus, uh, James says, The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole person, sets the whole course of his life on fire, and in its, is itself set on fire by hell. This fire in the human tongue comes from hell itself, and its fruit, its results, and its consequences are hellish. But... On the day of Pentecost, when God brought into being the redeemed community that he wanted to use for his glory in the earth, another kind of fire came from another source. The fire of the Holy Spirit came from heaven. Isn't this incredible? From heaven, not from hell. It first operated in the tongues of those in the upper room. In other words, the fire of God from heaven drove out the natural tongues Fire of hell. The fire from hell was replaced by a fire that cleanses, purifies, and glorifies God. And we see that in, the, in, in Acts when he says, All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues, and the Spirit enabled them. Notice the Spirit operated first in their tongues. Isn't that amazing that it came on their tongues? On their tongues. The fire of God came from heaven, gave them a new way to use their tongues. I'm so grateful for that. And as I get older, the more and more grateful I am. And I, can I encourage you to keep speaking in tongues? Do an hour. Just let it become a default. Then the scripture makes it plain that everything they said after that through the Holy Spirit glorified God. They were using their tongues for the purpose God had given them. So what are these tongues? What are they? They're the supernatural ability to speak other languages. Glossolalia. I'm not sure if that's right, how you say it. And so we just, if you want to look at the scriptures, we just want to see that God, there was this, he poured out this gift, and we want to see in Corinthians 14 about the whole gift of tongues. So there's the public, so just to unwrap that, to give a bit more understanding to to what this tongues is. There's this public gift of tongues. Um, And we can read about that in the book, in 1 Corinthians 12, actually. And Paul is speaking here about the, the gifts of the Spirit, which may be exercised by believers subsequent to them receiving the baptism in the Spirit. The nine gifts or manifestations of the spirit which he lists may then be exercised by believers, subsequent to and as a result of them having been baptised in the spirit. So the eighth, the different kind of tongues, variety of tongues, it's a specific spiritual gift. And the Greek word for gift in this setting is charisma. So that is the public gift of tongues. It's a specific gift, and then uh, it is called like the charisma for that public gift and then there's uh, the Greek word which is huge which denotes the gift of the Holy Spirit when we receive baptism is called dorea. So then we had this whole chapter all about the gifts of the Spirit and, and um, the manifestations of the spirit and then, then there's a whole chapter on love and everybody have seen that that, that God that, that chapter on love and then he goes on into the um, how to, how we exercise this gift. So um, we have the gifts of the Holy Spirit and then that chapter on love. And then it says, you know, pursue love but earnestly desire, be zealous for the spiritual gift. And why do we do that? Like we did this morning, we want to edify, we want to build each other up this morning. We come here this morning with with a lot of things going on, discouraged or whatever. God wants to, to build us up this morning. So he says, and we did that this morning, I love that. You know, when you do, when you don't have worship, when it have to when you have to mix it up a bit, there were some lovely scriptures that came out this morning. There was some, and then I sang out, I mean I've got tongues sort of sitting here, but he's given us ways to worship him, hasn't he? he said, you know, when you assemble, someone's got a psalm, someone's got a teaching, someone's got a revelation, someone's got a tongue, someone's got an interpretation. Let all things done be for edification. It's always to build it. God always wants to build us up. He's never wanting to put us down. He's always wanting to build us up. And then he says, um, if you can just put the next one up. (laughs) Uh, Next one. Next one. Oh, wow, I love that picture. (laughs) Graydon found that. All the fire coming on the people. Next one. um, Yeah so this is a public gift um, it seeks to edify the church we pray to interpret um, it's a sign to unbelievers it's interpreted by two or three and to keep silent if we don't have any interpretation so um, I presumed when I sang out that there probably would be people that could interpret or I felt God was wanting just to encourage us to worship him so that is the public gift and often people get a bit stuck they think that 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 they've only got, you know, there's only people who've got the public gift, but actually, God gives us this private gift as well, um, which, we'll which I'll just. The private gift is Doria in the Greek, and this gift which I received was at baptism. So, um, if you just go, yeah, the next private gift, yeah. So, one who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but he speaks to God. For no one understands. But in his spirit he speaks mysteries. We speak mysteries to God. So the public gift is God speaking to us and that private God is us speaking to God. So it says he edifies himself. He built, we get built up. Um, we're building this house. We're building this house of God in us. It strengthens our spirit. We're, you know, we're weak. We are weak. I'm weak. You mightn't be weak, but I'm weak. I wake up every morning and I feel weak. And as I get older, I feel weaker. (laughs) And weak, which is a good thing, because then you've got to be, you've got to wait on God and get your strength from him. And, um, you know, we get depressed. We get uh, anxious, discouraged. There's people struggling with addictions. You know, we need the spirit of God in us. More than ever, I believe, in these days. And we don't know how to pray, it says in the scriptures. We don't know how to pray. A lot, a lot of the times, there's so many things going on in our lives and, and, and in the world around us, like the, the Ukraine, and there's just so much stuff. How do we pray? He says he, the Spirit will help us. He, and, and not only with tongues, but with groanings. And he, he takes us and he, 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 he prays through us. And he gives us the power to fight the enemy. Paul in his letter to the Ephesians tells us that we don't struggle, we don't struggle about flesh and blood. He says that th- th- we don't struggle. About, we, we struggle against the powers and the world forces. That's what we're struggling against. But he says to take up the full armour. To take up the full armour. And to keep praying in the spirit. Not to, Not to... Not to lag behind, to, he's given us this is, a, this is a very precious gift that he's got for us, and I believe that praying in tongues strengthens. It strengthens our nature. I, when I've been praying in tongues, I know, I know because the scriptures say I've been strengthened in myself. But I want I, that doesn't. I've got to keep doing that to keep strengthening my inner self. So it's not enough just to walk in the Spirit. We need this empowerment. We need empowerment. We need God to empower us. And I believe that, that, that the gift of tongues, this, this gift that God's given us, that we are to keep to, to use it, not to, um, if you can just put the next one up. Just a scripture here, I love this, praying in the Holy Spirit. You know, it says if you pray in the Holy Spirit, it keeps you in the love of God what keeps our hearts tender? You know, what keeps us in the love of God, looking forward to the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ? And I, this is another one of my favorite scriptures, that he, would grant, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power through his spirit and in the inner self. Strengthened with power. I've, I've felt the power of God, and I feel it often sometimes, the power of God on me. And I love it because I am being strengthened by the power of God. I'm being strengthened when I pray in the Spirit. I'm strengthened. I feel that strength. I I definitely these days can feel the difference between when I'm strengthened and when I'm incredibly weak. And I I love that I get weak because I have to be strengthened. It's this funny thing that goes on, isn't it? So my personal walk, I'm grateful for that time that God met me and um, I, I... embraced and I yielded my tongue that's the other thing, we have to yield when we give our lives to Jesus we give our lives we surrender our lives we, he takes over our lives and then we yield with the, the gift of the Holy Spirit, with the gift of tongue. we yield our tongues, take my tongue take it, it might sound crazy when those words come out but I trust you that this is another language from you and so um you just want to put the other, wake up over there. <laughs> um, so God has given us this gift. If you haven't got that gift, um, we pray for one another that you get this gift, you know. Um, we just receive it, and a lot of people receive this gift. They might speak a few words, and then they think that's it. And they, it kind of lies latent there. We've got to use this gift. We've got to yield to it. But also we have to value it. I recently went to a pastor's conference. Well, I'm not a pastor, but we went to a pastor's conference just to be encouraged. The first thing the guy, well, in the first session, the guy said, how are you fulfilling the, the will of God on your lives? And the second question was, are you building yourselves up in the Holy Spirit? This is to pastors. Pastors. Are you building yourself up in the Holy Spirit? And he told me that a lot of pastors, Pentecostal pastors, sorry, Nick, (laughs) don't see the value of this. And he's having to say, yes, there is great value in what God has given you here. Um, And so uh, we need to place that value on it. And look at Paul What an example Paul was. Do we know what Paul went through? Anybody tell me what Paul went through? (laughs) I've lost my notes here, but Paul went through shipwrecks and uh, everything. His life was... I'll just see if I can read that scripture of what he did go through somewhere. No, I can't find it. It doesn't matter. Um, But Paul, if you're worried what Paul went through amazing what he went through, beating his imprisonments, you know, hunger, famine, the whole lot, shipwreck. And he said, I pray in tongues more than all of you. But also Paul had incredible visions. He says he was caught up in the third heaven. I love what Chrissy's saying this morning, that there's some things that are going to happen in the spirit that are going to happen as we press on into him. So Let's be encouraged that and, and let's don't get drunk with wine, it's so temporary. <laughs> well, I, yeah, it says don't get drunk, but keep on being filled. We've got it every morning when you wake up, you ask God to fill you again with your spirit with a spirit, fill me, fill me, fill me. You know, we have to be keep filling so that we then. It's out of the overflow of our hearts that we touch and minister to each other. It's out of the overflow. We all know when we're with people who are dry or dead, or bitter or twisted, it's an overflow, and we want to have the overflow of our lives being of God. And so the challenge this morning is, where are you at With, with tongues? Um... Or with, have you received it? It's very quiet. <laughs> Did you get a few words and then dismiss it? Or have you never been filled with the spirit? Have you never, or is it for someone else? Often people say, oh, it's not for me, it's for someone else. You know, But it's not, I believe God, I believe it's for everyone. And God wants to God wants to stir us up again. And for those who have, I'm saying keep doing it. Like Chrissy said this morning. Do you know let it become a default so that in those blank spaces in the car when you're traveling, when you're hanging out, the washing, when you're cooking, just start just let it come out, let it build you up, let it edify you. So I think we're pretty much finished here. <laughs> um, so let's just thank God for this morning. And I don't know where, but if anyone wants to receive who hasn't been filled with the Spirit, who hasn't uh, spoken in tongues, or maybe has spoken in tongues a few, but you you need us to encourage you to keep doing that, then let's just let's just all stand.